I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome back. It's Hocalisting Podcast with Stuart Roberts of Haircuts for the Homeless Part 2. If you've just come here first to start with Part 2... Just have a good old look at yourself because that makes no sense. Go back and listen to part one, then come back here. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Good. Please enjoy part two of Hock Listen with Stuart Roberts of Haircuts for the Homeless. See you later. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. It's, it's um, one of my other ones um, is, do you want to go to another one? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, because um, that was a fight club party. Right. That I was really, I, I, I dip into 120 when uh, Anderson, when um, Bisbing fought. Uh, Anderson Silva. Uh, no, he fought, he fought um, Akiyama. Or, right. Yeah, no, that mm-hmm. that one, and that was a there was um something at Earl's Court that weekend. They had a fan thing. Yeah. And uh, I I done the Fight Club party for that as well. <laughs> Is it, was this just a blag? Yeah, yeah. That's impressive, mate. Yeah, yeah. And we had uh, Matt Mitrione come to the party. Really? And that, yeah. And uh, that was really good. That one. Um, and it was, it was like I wouldn't. So, someone said to me, oh, look, thanks for doing the Fight Club. He's a poster. And I just threw it to one side. And then uh, someone said, oh, you, you forgot your poster. I went, God, it's one of the signed ones, you know, like for the event. No yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that, yeah, that, that was that was a great, I mean, that was, I think that, that was that was um, Dan Hardy and Condit when it went. Nice. Yeah, that was when they, that split second mm. from winning. Yeah. Double knockout almost. Yeah. And uh, yeah, bit of a so it was a bit of a downer night yeah. really. Even though Mike won, it was a bit of a downer yeah. night. But it goes on to my number three, <laughs> like, nice and smashing. <laughs> number three in the, uh, is uh, UFC one three eight Birmingham, right? Um, that I then be, would I won something. The the Fight Club used to do this Fight Club winner or something, and you got free backstage thing, and you actually got the VIP event. Nice. So um, we, I, I had my son with me, and we had the uh, we went backstage at the after the weigh-ins. Fuck. Yeah, we got we was, I got pictures of me and my boy in the cage, um, and that getting it up is like I think it was Chris Lieben. Right. Fault on that one. Um, that was uh, that was. Oh no. No, it's not. Sorry, one for eight. No, 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 no. Yes, it was. Yes, I'm looking at one four eight because one four. That's my next one. Yeah, one three eight was uh, Chris Lieben and um, Munoz. Right. Yeah, and uh, it was a great card. Um, I can't find it now. Don't worry about it. Chris but, is Chris Lieben one of the ones that's now doing this bare knuckle thing? I think he has gone over to it. Yeah. What do you think of that? It's really weird because I got a lot of love for Brad Pickett, and uh, and and literally bumped into him again about three weeks ago walking yeah. through London, and he was yeah. off to do his podcast, uh, and 
yeah, just a spectacular start in, in, into that. So for those that aren't aware, a lot of the kind of retired UFC fighters or, and retired boxers now are, are doing it. And I think going back a couple of weeks, I can't think what boxing event was on and what, and it was Bellator as well and UFC, yet it appeared that all the hype yeah. was around Artem Lobov yeah. and uh, Paulie Magnilali, yeah. yeah. Um, because it was yeah, yeah, bare-knuckle brawling. Um, and I think it goes to show those that thought the masterclass boxer was going to absolutely humiliate the brawler them rules don't seem to work the no. same when there's no gloves on. No. Um, it was, I mean, I, I didn't think it was a particularly great fight to watch. No. Um, but, and I'm not necessarily a massive fan of bare knuckle fighting. Um, no, I've got really mixed feelings yeah. on it. Like really, really mixed feelings. As soon as I saw it come on, and when I saw Brad was going, I was please don't, Brad, please mm. don't, Brad. You know, because I've got such love for that man yeah. that I do not want to see him hurt. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't mean that condescending mm-hmm. or, or, you know, in a way, but you, as a real fan of his, you know, if the last thing you want to see is him get battered, you know, like, and it could, because on your best day, you can get really badly hurt in that, mm-hmm. can't you? you? I mean, the state of their faces sometimes, you know, it's like. Mm. And Brad, um, Brad's, Brad's had a couple of whacks on his face. He's had a few anyway. Yeah. You know, he, 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 he can take it, can't he? But yeah. You just see it's like almost like you, you, it's just because you just don't want to see it. Yeah. Please don't a- a- absolutely. spoil your legacy, you know. But he's he's, he's he a picket fight of the O2 on your list. Um, what, his retirement yeah. fight? It's, I mean, it's, I was there. Yeah. Yeah, it's there. I was there and I was, you know. That's heartbreaking, oh, wasn't it? Oh, I was heartbroken. Uh, you know, it's, I was crying like a baby at that yeah. one. And I, the I, weekend, I, you know. I interviewed him back. A week and a half after that. Did ya? Yeah, uh, for this. And he, he he done top five trilby wearers. Did he? And, uh, <laughs> for, for those that don't know, he comes out of a trilby on. Yeah. Um, and, and just talking to him, just saying, look, you know, because he was obviously saying, I could have fought on. And, yeah. you know, so it doesn't matter. You know, as far as I'm aware, as I see myself as a human being, like if you put me in a room with anyone and there's no rules, I'm coming and you lock that door. I'm coming out that door first. Yeah. And like, and as he's saying that, because he's, I take it you've met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. he's lovely, isn't he? Lovely he's fella. so friendly really and like, I'm, I'm, I'm really kind. But there's just when they start talking and they get their, their, their fight thought process on, you do yeah. just think, I wouldn't want to be on the wrong end of that. And no. I'm probably about three foot taller than Brad yeah, Pickett, I but I was just thinking, Nah, this guy's like, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's it's incredible, and yeah. and it, and it was really weird. And I was saying to him like, I don't think there was a dry eye in that O2 arena, oh, and like, awesome. and uh, you know, win, lose, or draw, you went out of there a hero, man, and yeah. like, and you know, and, and 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 he knows that he knows how much he was, you know, he's he's loved as a as a as a, as a British fighter, but you know, I guess you you don't want to go out on your backside do you when you no. you know it comes in you want to and, and he was doing so well as well oh. um and, and props to the guy that 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 beat him he was yeah. you know he was very very complimentary and yeah you know it was uh and, and 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 that's something that worries me going back to what you were saying about when you first saw that um bare knuckle fighting was yeah. was becoming quite a you know it, it appears to be getting sort of television rights and things like that now and and I spend a lot of time historically with boxing and now with mixed martial arts when people just go, it's just brutal. And I'm like, it's it's an, it's an art. Yeah. It's a noble art. And you're probably more likely to get a serious injury from horse riding or rugby. or yeah, exactly. And, and I think when you see yeah. local mixed martial arts events that use the word cage, use the words, and like, it's all that kind of fonts with like blood and fire, yeah. Yeah. and it's all your local doorman having a tear up, yeah. that, that at a local level, I think what people see on the posters in their local sort of community centres and things like that gives a misconception of, of what yeah. you get when you watch two pr- like prime athletes yeah. Like multi-skilled they're not just boxers they're oh, high no. level Muay Thai strikers they're yeah. high level wrestlers you know yeah. jiu-jitsu specialists it's like it's impressive to you know to, to, to see them combine that and obviously in the recent years and I know they generally used to highlight Rory McDonald's being one of the first for that the first kind of just 
MMA being an art form in itself. That's it, yeah, the transition over to yeah. like MMA athlete. Because historically it would be like, oh, this fight's going to be interesting because it's yeah. the striker versus the wrestler. or yeah. And now you're just Chuck getting... Chuck with his overhand right. Completely. Yeah, yeah. And now you're getting fully formed yeah. mixed martial artists, which yeah. is, again, it's just to, to reach that level to compete in the UFC... Yeah. That's years and years and years of hard work, sacrifice, determination, focus, yeah. drive. And and I just worry that things like bare knuckle scrapping just kind of takes it back a little bit. That's what worries me. And I, and I, I hope it's not pandering to the um, tattooed fuckwit. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was kind of what I was trying to describe a bit earlier. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been in, I've been, and that's what ruins the events for me. Something that, almost to the point. It's the beer over the floor. It's the, it's the, you know. I've actually, we we sat at the Hendo fight, you know, uh, in Manchester. It didn't start till I didn't know it was going to start till four in the morning or something, you know. Like, or uh, no, it started at one in the morning. I yeah. think. Of course, the lovely boys of Manchester had a right good old night, you know, and then they they come in at one and. You know, look at this kid near me, and I was well, right, I was sitting in his seat, but <laughs> 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 and he wanted me to move, but uh, you know, but I said like, yeah, right, mate, in a minute, because in that in that instance, we had gone to our seats, but a young couple, a boy and his girlfriend, was in our seat, so I said, I'll stay there till the end of the fight, and I'll then we'll you can move, and of course he's come in, you know, I'll miss the matchup, and he's like. Oh, you gave me a seat. And I go, look, mate, just wait till the end of the fight, then we'll all move. And then he, he let me have it for four hours solid. And I thought, I'm, I, I, I am going to have to do something. But I thought, I'm not doing it because we're all going to get chucked out. I've waited till four in the morning to see yeah. Bisbing, and I want to see him get his win over Hendo. Yeah. And you're going to run it for me. And I had to just keep switching off, switching off. And he'd have a little half hour, and then he'd come back at me, you know, like... And and that unfortunately, I hope it doesn't become the common denominator of yeah. the average attendee of the fight. Yeah. And it, the, the that's when I mentioned at the beginning about boxing events. Yeah. That's when I meant there's a difference in crowd because yeah. I used to experience a lot of that at boxing. Yeah. Yeah. It, so I've had it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it all goes off, doesn't it? You know, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't want it to be that because it only perpetuates the argument you've just said about. Yeah. Like, uh, and this kid, it's really funny that about 10 minutes before Bisbee came out and Hendo, that someone had had enough uh, and they threw them all out. Oh, really? Oh, they got thrown out and everyone claps. Everyone around them claps. Yeah. You know, like, and I was so happy. What, you had his feet still? Oh, mate, yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. <laughs> Put my legs out, you know. And, uh, <laughs> But you thought you bell in, like you know, because yeah. you now like all your mates have got chucked out. To be honest, me and my pal I was with said it wouldn't have gone on for long. So if it was one of our mates, mm. we'd have filled him in and chucked yeah. him out, you know. Like, yeah. you know, like um, so they did need, need to all go, yeah. you know. So they didn't even see; they'd missed, they missed the fight. Yeah. You know, that atmosphere of that weekend, because we sort of had a thing going on like quite early on used to find out where the so we used to stay in hotels or we have stayed in hotels all the fighters stay so you go to breakfast and you've got you know all of the fight card are in the are in, in the breakfast in the hotel having a fry up yeah so I will let you know where they are in future you know, that, you know. so the small fee I'll tell you what hotel they're staying in yeah and then <laughs> <laughs> but it's great it makes it all of yeah. that stuff makes it yeah because if you go to and they're so great especially early on it's a little bit but they're still great. Yeah. Because if you go to hotel and your team's Manchester United and they'd clear the restaurant out, yeah. they wouldn't talk to no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys are like, yeah, all right. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, such cool people. And so you're meeting, mm. and, you know, integrating with your heroes. The sure. You I, aspire I, to. I've said it on, on this podcast many times and like we've been so lucky to have met and interviewed so many like people like musically that have said everything to me and yeah. um, we got to sit and, and, and interview Frank Bruno which was yeah. amazing yeah most people don't know who Brad Pickett is right. and I was I'm never starstruck 
and I was <laughs> absolutely starstruck. Yeah. Like, I managed to get me photo with Cub Swanson at a UFC, and yeah. I was absolutely starstruck. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because as much as I'm obsessed with music, I just think the sacrifice that people make to reach the level they've reached yeah. in that game yeah. is just something that, that is just beyond comprehension yeah. and, and, and that impresses me and that yeah. I think if you can do that get there and still retain humility and yeah. and, and, and be yeah. not not Conor McGregor then no. you know yeah. that's when I'm starstruck I just yeah. think you're, you're an incredible person uh, we had a great one where uh, I stayed in a hotel at London event um, and a fire alarm went off in the middle of the night so everyone had to clear out uh, it's one where Alan Juvan was fighting. I think it was Poster Boy when he, um, it was that one where he, he, he knocked out um, o, OVP. Yeah. Yeah, that, that. So every, but like, what was funny, all had to gather outside because this fire, there was a small fire somewhere, but nothing major. But the whole card. It's all <laughs> standing around in their pants outside. outside. And then, you know, and I loved it. I was like, yes. And uh, it was like, um, but these people are fighting the next day. Yeah. You know, like, it was really, you know, and it was all, and you see some were like chatty, some were like eyeing each other up. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. Because yeah. there's a big thing with the camps, isn't there? It's not just the fighter, yeah. it's the camps. Well, I mean, I, I guess, let's touch on it now um, before we pick back up on, uh, the, you know, haircuts are homeless. So, I guess a prime example, which again doesn't do the UFC any favours um, in the way that people view it. Financially, it's probably done them a hell of a lot of favours. But prime example of camps falling out. Um, yeah. I guess we could talk about Connor and um, the Diaz camp. Yeah. And we could talk about Connor and the Nurmagomedov uh, yeah. camp because that's when you see pre-Diaz fight the Connor launching cans and. Yeah. And stuff like that, you know, and that was, I mean, in fairness, aside from Artem and, and some of his mates, in regards to the, the camp, um, what's his trainer called? Uh, Connor's trainer. Oh, um, John, yeah, uh, oh, a great guy. I met him a couple of times, he's a really nice fella. Um, he, he, he seems to disassociate himself from a lot of yeah. that, yeah, right. yeah, um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a really cool guy, and he's got other fighters, that's yeah. the thing, it's not, it's not. McGregor's trainer, is, yeah. you know, he, he's he's got Gunnar Nelson and everyone yeah. that he looks after, and you know, and he's a, he, yeah, he's, he's and he's a sensible fella, yeah, and it's a pantomime anyway with with the other fella, mm. and it, you know, it, it it's and it's it's got him what he wanted, yeah, you know, and even if you hate him, the four year rise to fame uh, is astounding, absolutely, and not just. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, what he achieved was incredible as well. And, like, you know, he's never going to... Well, I don't think he's ever going to now, like, top the uh, Aldo knockout. No. Because that was the, 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 yeah. that was the moment, wasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, smart man to think, I'm going to fight Floyd Mayweather. I'm going yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm to get some of that boxing money because yeah. that money's not available in UFC to anyone other than Conor, pretty much. Yeah. Um, because I think... Hopefully what will happen, is, uh, and, and probably is happening now, is that f for people that look at, you know, these boxers and see how much money a lot of the, you know, these these title holders are getting paid per yeah. fight, UFC fighters, it's a fraction of it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, some of it's some of it's really not right. I mean, mm. when you see, I often look at the purses, and um, when I'm shopping, no, I often look at the purses, of these fighters and uh, you know like some of these guys have had a three month camp they have a really hard fight and if they come off worse it's like something like $16,000 or something you know like $8,000 and you know and you've got to pay for your camp out of that and right you got to pay for your camp and you've got, you know you've got to live people think it's the 10 minutes or the 15 yeah. minutes in the octagon yeah it's it's the three months leading up to it. You got to live somewhere. You got to fly yeah. out and train out in America. You yeah. got trainers to pay for. You got you know, yeah, so much stuff. Yeah. And and now that the UFC have kind of 
retracted private sponsorship and things like that. It's yeah. all got to be Reebok now, and I know there was yeah. a big hoo-ha when when that all came in in regards yeah. to you know fighters' earnings and such. I mean, and these guys they work hard for three months. I mean, I saw once that um, one of my favourite ever fight, fighters, Cowboy, mm-hmm. his fight got pulled. It was in New York, and um, but I was in a hotel like where he was, and he was he was fuming. Now, most ordinary people, yeah, he would have earned money anyway. I'm sure yeah. he would have probably got his his fee. Yeah, um, but he's a fighter. He, I mean, that boy know, likes to fight. I know, man. I, I know, I know a guy. You yeah. know, he's that, and he. Yeah. Uh, but he's amazing. But he, he genuinely, because it was off camera, everything. But I could see he was fuming. He yeah. was, at, and he's normally so gracious. He didn't want to talk to no one. He was absolutely fuming that he weren't going to fight. Yeah. So it's not about the money, is it? Yeah. You know, it's about the fight. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. So hopefully, the the, the <laughs> Ferrar and the, the, the madness that has been Conor McGregor and the new audience that that's attracted to UFC, good or bad, I think you can definitely probably say it's brought more money into it. And yeah. so hopefully that will be reflective in fighters' purses, yeah, not just his. Yeah, definitely should be, and they, it, it is creeping up. And some of the some of the sort of main event fights are getting the sort of money they should get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go back to um, the, the the charity. So okay. you've where, where we left off was that you you'd started cutting a few people's hair, and then you'd found a couple of centres that yeah. would let you. Um, that would facilitate you turning up and and, yeah. and and chopping some hair, yeah. And bef- did that make you happy? Yeah, yeah. It's it was a real genuine. Um, I mean, I've got a real connection with a lot of these guys. I I, I often take someone home with me, you know, not physically because my wife would get upset if I did that. But there's always someone that I take home with me in my mind, you know. Explain that a little. Well, because there's give us a, an example. Well, there's like um, I don't know. There was there was um, I was in Newcastle, and it was a guy called he was called Boxer Tom, and old Boxer Tom was uh, he, he had, he's honestly his nose his nose looked like an origami, you know. It was like you could tell why he was called Boxer Tom. Um, and I was chatting to him, but he was, he was obviously like, he, he was a drinker, but he just stopped drinking. And cause he's, and what it was, it wasn't a, no epiphany. It was that his mate had just died of alcohol, alcoholism. And he's obviously, obviously been on the streets for a long time with this guy and he's lost his mate. And he's like, so I happened to say about being in recovery. Um, and then we sort of, I cut his hair and then everyone was, was full team there. So. Everyone cracked on with everything, and I actually went off and had a coffee with this guy. And um, it was just knowing that I'm not saying I gave him hope; it was it wasn't like that. But in a sense, it was because it was that thing of being able to say to someone genuinely what you was like, and then the difference in life is now that you have managed to make the change. Um, what and seeing that resonate a little, just 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 a little glimmer, yeah, the little glimmer behind the eyes, and you just think, I don't know, I, I don't know what happened after that. But yeah. it's just this fondness. It's a it's a it's a human connection that in our everyday. I mean, we're so sort of distant with each other now, and we all sort of live in our bubble, and no you know, we've all got you know. Um, We've all got our own little world going on that you don't you don't often really connect with people like that, you know, uh, especially um, strangers, you know, and then um, there's been many like that. Uh, there was um, there was a guy, a young guy at Christmas when I was feeling really bad. I just said this recently, at Ben, so I won't go right through it, but. You know, so it, this was this was uh, the, the podcast called the Person First, uh, which yeah. is uh, a podcast by my friend Ben that um, that, that Stu's been on, uh, and so yeah, by all, uh, I would suggest you go and check that one out as well. Oh yeah, it's great. Uh, you, you know, he's a great he's a great guy, Ben, and and he's a great podcaster. 
<laughs> because I I didn't you know like as I'm doing now I've, I've, I'm just chatting now yeah. you forget you're doing it and um, so it was completely no holes barred and when I you know it's a good one when you listen to it back yourself and cringe a couple of times maybe, <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe I should have kept that one to myself but um, I'm a bit of an open book and that's what it is anyway but yeah, this young guy, and you know, I was feeling because I closed my salon after thirty years, so that was a real traumatic time for me at Christmas. And then just after, I was in Ipswich, and this young guy was like my son's age, and he lives in a tent, and it was freezing cold, and he was telling me about that. And I sort of drove there feeling that I, you know, poor me, I've lost everything. Drove away thinking I've got everything I need, I've got everything, and my kids are safe, and you know, this kid. I hasn't got his family and he's you know living in, in day to day so that the, the real they're the people you know that, that, that stay with you um, and the people that there was a guy on my first session in Romford that after three years and he stood and he was great the first time I, I, I came on the first session and I thought this guy's just done all this guy why's he homeless what's he he's just like me, me talking to you normal guy the next time I went he was slumped in a chair, couldn't speak, couldn't, didn't even know who I was. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh, right. That's the... Uh, and so... You know, over the two or three years, I, he looked good, he was good. Couldn't talk to him, all these things. And then I got a phone call from someone who said, I, I know you know Pat, and you know, like, he's just afraid he passed away. They found him in, 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 on the streets, like, you know. And I was devastated. I didn't know, I, I, I didn't know this guy. I don't. But then I thought about it, and I thought, well, I see him more or less every month. I don't see somebody in family that often. Yep. You know? Completely. Uh, he's a similar type of age to me and all of these things. Um, and it, 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 it's the connections there. Yeah. You know, I've got, a, I can show you, I can't, obviously it's a podcast, I can't show you. <laughs> but um, it's, you know, like there's a, there's a guy, uh, and it was up at St. James's. Um, and he literally, yeah, I, knew I, could, I knew I had him, bless him, right? You know, I'm, I said to you earlier, like I was 57 yeah. on Saturday, you know, and I was talking to this guy, and why I really connected with him, he he sort of knew, he'd, been, he'd lived in Dagenham before, so he knew all of the places yeah. we went to, and we spoke about different things, yeah. really, really, you know. Yeah. Um, and he said he was, uh, and he said to me he was 42. That's hard life. In it, do you know what yeah. I mean? And I, and I kept thinking about him after. I kept thinking, and uh, you know, hopefully he's got a chance. He's in a great place where he is, and hopefully, but maybe not. So you said earlier when you went off and sat down and had a chat um, with boxer Tom. Tom. Boxer Tom. Did you say you had fourteen or a full team there? Oh, sorry, we had a full team of people. So right, so explain how the teams, of, 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 how it's gone from just, obviously, yourself just um, turning up with your scissors to, yeah. to scaling it. Well, scaling it out now, we have now got 53 
projects across the UK. We've now got over 600 volunteers and we've done just over 40,000 haircuts. Because we, we're, I've been saying to people, we're a, we're a five-year overnight success. Because I've been doing this since two, November 14. Yeah. But because of the advert, it's yeah. this new thing. Sure. Haircuts is this new thing. Yeah. But no, we've been banging away for a long, long time. It's fucking incredible, show. Yeah, well, thank you. And 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 it, it it when you look back, it's a bit like looking at my list of UFC. Yeah. I didn't know, realize how many fucking things I've been to, and I yeah. bet it's the same as that. You know, like um, even when I was on Pip's cast podcast, it was a, such a different time because that was a couple of years ago now. Yeah. And it was, and I, I did listen to it, listen to it recently, and it was like. Yeah, we've got 30 sites and we've got, you know, like, yeah. you know, and it was before it, the lottery advert was thought of. And, you know, it, it's, it, so what we do, we get a team together. So we've gone past the tipping point, lucky enough. Whereas I used to say, well, I want to try and get to so-and-so and try and contact a, um, an age, like a, a place and say, would you like our service? And all of that stuff, it's a lot easier now because since the mega blast of, you know, the TV advert, We've got these centres contacting us now, oh, saying, we, you know, we've got a list of 25, 26 that we're waiting to go on, which is going to take me months, because it's still just me and my sister. Yeah. They phone up, they say, can we speak to your marketing department? <laughs> go, yeah, you are, <laughs> I'll mate. just put you through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty slick. It, you know, our yeah. website's good, you know, thanks. Uh, what, what's Lee. the web address? The web address is www.haircuts for homeless number four com, but it's the number four yeah, yeah. that's the um you know we've got facebook instagram all that stuff so um but it, it does look a big charity yeah and recently a couple of months ago we we got charity status which was a hell of a lot of work yeah and then after that i thought oh that's that's it now and someone wants to run the marathon for us so we've we then sort of i thought that was all mag but you we've then had to have gone to uh, virgin money and we've now got there, but we had to go to HMRC and register. So we had to do all of that stuff, but yeah. we're now registered to take gift aid and all that. Yeah. So anyone wanting to raise money for us can do that type of stuff through Virgin Money giving. Brilliant. Um, so it's all, it's just getting there. Yeah. You know, it's just all coming together. Um, uh, but it, it's, you know, it, it always in my mind had to become bigger than me. I know I have to be the face of it for a while but eventually I want it just to be haircuts for homeless yeah and after I've gone you know it's got a, it, I know it's going to be around for a long long time now amazing how do you know Pip I used to cut his hair oh did you I've known that boy I've known that boy <laughs> and uh, he won't mind me saying because it's it's well documented you know like but you know I've got such admiration for him, right? Because I knew the five-year-old boy who couldn't put a sentence together. Yeah. And so over the years, from a distance, to watch this boy turn into a man and turn into an artist and turn into a performing artist where he uses words has been a miracle. Yeah. And, you know, massive, massive respect to him. And if you talk about people giving people... Um, um, that sort of inspiration is the yeah. word, sorry, the words I was looking for. That you know, he, for anyone who's got any stutter or stammer or any any sort of that, you know, check him out, yeah, and see what you can do and overcome, yeah. You know, it's almost like the pride I have. I mean, yeah. I don't even know him that well. You know, yeah. like I've known his mum for years and I love her dearly. Um, and I know him and his brother, and I've yeah. seen him grow up. But I can't say that like, he's a close pal of mine. Yeah. Having said that, when I see him appear on screen, I'm so proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got that thing of, you know, when he was in, in the, the program he was in that I loved. Taboo. Yeah. 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 And, and, and all of those things. And But when I first saw, saw him rapping, yeah. I was blown away. Yeah. I mean, it's generally a, a, a given on this podcast that we don't big up him. Like, yeah, because uh, yeah. he's your mate, so you don't say good things about your mate, do oh, you? Like, <laughs> but you know, we, 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 uh, as much as me and Chris rip Pip all the time, yeah, it's because we've got stupid amounts of respect and love for what he's done and yeah. who he is, you know, yeah. because 
again doing this and, and working in the industry I've worked in I've worked with lots of people that have been successful in the arts and music and whatever you want to call it and sometimes they're not that much better for it no. and he's every inch a gent do you know yeah. what I mean oh, no. uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's a good lad and, and as much as I see way too much of him now now we're doing the magazine and all that together whenever I see him on a video on YouTube or if I do see him on the box on something or hear his record on the radio I feel the same I feel like super proud that that's yeah. my pal do you know yeah. what I mean yeah. and uh, yeah but fuck me I've been way too nice about yeah, him yeah, let's yeah. knock that on the head fucking beardy right. dog <laughs> <laughs> but he's him that gets me the front row tickets for UFC so yeah. I can't be too mean nah that's it um, next events Joe Right, where did we get to? Oh, Birmingham, wasn't it? The Fight Club and, you know, backstage passes. Actually, I did blag my way on one of them as well. Um, there were some, some guys I used to know and they'd, they'd all paid for this uh, backstage pass. Yeah. I can't remember where it was. And that, I just happened to walk in the in the arena as they was getting starting their tour. Yeah. And I just started talking to them and they said, right, come this way. And I just carried on. <laughs> and I'd done the hell. whole backstage pass. <laughs> And uh, I saw Brad. Uh, Brad was backstage on that yeah. one. I can't remember where it was, but he was backstage, and I'm like, and uh, he said, "Oh, well, you get everywhere you do, don't you?" I went, "Right, you fucking supposed to be here." was hilarious. Oh, brilliant! Uh, which leads me to my next one, number four, which was my fiftieth birthday. Okay. And on my fiftieth birthday, my wife, my wife kindly bought me. Um, Where's that? Where's that posh bloke who does snail porridge and all that? That's a thousand pounds for a couple or something for dinner. Oh, Heston. Yeah, oh, oh, she's Blumenthal. Yeah, yeah, right. So she's gone. Oh, I've, I've treated you. Now, nah, right, publicly on air, I'm sorry for everything I've ever put you through. We was married 25 years last week, and I'm the worst person to buy anything for. Right. Um, <laughs> because I was like, oh, she went, you don't like it, do you? And I was going, it was a lot of money in it for a weekend, you know, and it was kind of hundreds and hundreds of pounds. And she said, what would you want to do? I said, I'll go to Vegas, really. <laughs> and she said, oh, and then everyone was going, you've got to have a party. And, you know, I like it. I don't mind a party, but it's not my thing. Yeah. You know? I, don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, hang around with a load of people telling me a load of bollocks that I've yeah. heard a million times. She said, why don't, you, why don't you go to Vegas? I went, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> go on then. <laughs> and I thought, hmm. What's on? And it was fight week. Brilliant. You know, fight week. Uh, I booked my ticket. A mate came with me who's got no interest in the UFC, but he just wanted to go to Vegas. Uh, he's a very naughty boy, and he's great fun. So he he, he done his own thing, uh, and I went to the um, the fan club thing. Uh, I went to the weigh-ins. Now, we talked about weigh-ins earlier. This is yep. what I said, second best one. Yeah. Chow Sonnen, 10,000 people in the weigh-ins nice I would say 9,910 were Brazilian and he <sighs> publicly insulted the Brazilian nation it was the most hostile e arena who was he fighting? Uh, Anson Anson Silva, Silva the course. rematch the rematch was this was when he was saying no it was who was the Brazilian what? fighter and he was saying he was being chasing buses again Oh, that was when he was going to fight Vandalay. I think oh, he was yeah, really yeah. giving it to him as yeah. well. Oh, he gave it to he gave it. We to gave it to everyone, didn't he? Well, he gives it to yeah. everyone, but he's actually he let it slip when he was when he was doing the uh, Ultimate Fighter. He's actually quite a cool guy. Yeah. And right, you know, and I thought, ah, oh, it's all been a pantomime, you know. Um, he's like almost a WWE type yeah. character. Yeah. I mean, he 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 talks smack better than anyone, can't he? Yeah. He's up oh, there, yeah. Connor level, like. I, I, sorry to interrupt you, but I just love the fact that he's got, he doesn't follow anyone on Instagram. Don't he? <laughs> no. He's got like, he's <laughs> millions of followers. Follow he's following none. Brilliant. You know, and that is him, isn't it? That oh, is that's totally so him. good. Oh, it was from the last time I looked anyway. But he, yeah, he, he literally ripped them like to bits. And, uh, and I was surrounded by Brazilian people and uh, they wanted to kill him. Yeah. They really wanted to kill him, but it really sold the event. You know? I mean, what a fight. I mean, up until that point, I mean, pretty much hammered Silver, didn't he? Well, 
Well, the, he. This was the, the, the this was oh, the second one. The second one. The sorry, first one, Coles. the first Coles. one. And he was gonna. He was beating silver all yeah. the way through, smashing the bits, and he pulled off that choke, triangle choke at the last thirty seconds. And that's why he's a champ. And that's why he's a champ. This one, he didn't want to make any bones about it. Yeah. He was gonna finish, and he. he he, and at, at first, he, he sort of, and he flew that knee into his sternum, and I thought he'd need him from where I was sitting. I thought he was, which is at the front, by the yeah. way. Uh, I thought he was your seat, or he just strolled in. Oh it? no, this was that that he th- this. Oh, let me. He, he and I thought he'd need him, but he just he, he just wiped the floor with it. Yeah. and it was a fantastic event, you know. Uh, but no, I I had a seat. I think they went from something like hundred and fifty dollars to two and a half thousand dollars. It's tearing down. Yeah, I got one for about two hundred and fifty dollars. I was way, way up. You know, I've done my usual thing. You know, I've done my little pantomime. Looked, you know. Yeah. When I sat down, um, I love I, you take I, your routine international oh, as oh, well. Oh, you've got to. And I, and I, I'm sitting in right at the very front row, and then along came. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting in Brad Pickett's seat. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I've got a picture of there's me, Brad Pickett, and Mike Brown. And that this front bit was all sort of like you got free drinks and hot dogs and things, and they're going, "Oh, oh yeah, cheers!" And, I, and I'm sitting there, and the, it, it, then it filled up and it filled up, and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. No one came, and then um, as the fighters were coming out, because Brad and Mike Brown are sitting at the front, all of the fighters, the trainers, everyone was coming out shaking hands, so they're going, "Oh, Brad," and I'm just. <laughs> Hello, right. <laughs> oh, you're getting involved. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that it was like my 50th, and I, you know, I absolutely loved it. It yeah. was amazing. And then these people, they turned up, I think it was uh, two fights before the main event. So the yeah. last three fights, I went off and found my seat. Yeah. You know. But um, who else was on the cards, Joe? Um, that. I'm going to have to look because my brain... Well, while you're looking, yeah. I, I, I went to Vegas once and there was no events on. And I was like, and I was hoping to see some boxing. I stayed at Caesars. I wanted right. to, I, I just wanted to see something. And, uh, and, and what I did, what I did do, oh, actually, it's in the, uh, it's in the, the, uh, the room next door. I did meet, uh, uh, Leon, uh, Spinks. Oh, right, and yeah. uh, and and got to shake the hand that sparked Ali, um, but um, on the last day we we, we was at Caesars and, and and the MGM's right at the other end of the strip, and it, yeah. so it was like we'll have it. It was obviously it's Vegas. It was stupidly hot, and uh, and we was just doing what most people do in Vegas, going checking out all the hotels and just seeing what they're all about. And we literally got right near the MGM, and it was like we're just so hot and knackered. Come on, let's let's make our way back. Unbeknown to me, media press day, that afternoon that I was there that didn't cross the road and go in the MGM was the famous DC John Jones in the foyer of the MGM where they go for the thing and then it went off, didn't it? Like the whole frame of shoe yeah. and the whole big tear up. I literally got back to my room, put the TV on and it was, I said, fuck's sake, literally I was like... <laughs> Crossing the road away the from it and away. just didn't, and it was the one that got away, the one mate. That got away. Well, I, I've got one that got away because I had a ticket for UFC AC, I think, uh, the uh, Newcastle one, right? Where um, it was supposed to be one of the best of all time. Was it um, where Sanchez and Penn, when it when he got he got caught? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just got back from New York. Uh, and I just didn't, fa- I just couldn't face going all the way, you know. And I sold my ticket online. Really? Yeah. Sold my ticket online, and that's one that's really haunted me. That one, one of the best ever cards. Everyone says about what an amazing event it yeah. was. But anyway, one that I did go to. Who else was on the bill? Who you found right, it? So Anderson Silva, Dan Sonnen, uh, Forrest beat Tito. Oh wow! And he'd done that thing where he ran off. Because he'd run off before when he got beat. Yeah. And he'd done this thing where, and he just won, and uh, and he just run off, run out the run out the octagon. But he did come back, and he was. But I think that was one of his last fights. Yeah. Um, Kung Lee was on there. Um, was that the one that when 
Forrest come back, was he talking about Tito? And it was almost a bit cringe. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit. It was all very odd. Yeah. Um, uh, Damian Meyer beat um, Dong Hyun Kim. Yep. Uh, Chad Mendes won. He was on there. Melvin Gillard, do you remember him? Yeah, of course. And this young fella, he fought Cleese and Tebow, this young fella, Khabib Nurmagomedov. He's all right, I reckon. Yeah. He was on that as well. Is he beatable? Yeah, I could do him. I mean, you know, you got the tracksuit, mate. Like, mate, so yeah. let's just make it happen. You can't, you can't, you've got to be careful of a fat bloke in a tracksuit. <laughs> now that we've got Ruiz has beaten AJ, exactly, DC, mate. I'm built for, I'm built for, 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 for glory. So is is um is Mr. Poirier going to pose a threat to um, to uh, to Habib? I think Poirier, you, you know, he's always going to pose a threat, isn't he? Because he's he's so explosive and. Uh, but Khabib's amazing, you know, what he does, you know, it's that Sambo stuff, like, he just, he just dominates, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, and, uh, I mean, let's have it right, when he was eight, was he like wrestling bears? Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's not a bad, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad sort of start off in life, is it, you know, um, but he, he's, he's, he's an incredible athlete, yeah. isn't he, you know, and um, I've got a, I've, I've got a good one for the, because my blagging, you know, like, because I did, I did, well, I was in one event in Rotterdam and uh, went to the sauna uh, in a hotel and it was full of fighters. All came white. All came white. Yeah. And it was incredible. And what, it, what a privilege to be in this place with them. They're all cutting weight and you realise what they go through. Yeah. It's I mean, it can be dangerous, right? Oh, I, th I think they've really got yeah. to do, I mean, that, that thing of Cyborg when she, she you know, oh, like, that's just, that's, cr you, you wouldn't do it to an animal, yeah. would you, you know, like, and, and these guys, on the, you know, like, they're sweating, they're covered in towels and they're, they're getting mopping all the sweat off because they don't want the sweat to go back in, yeah. you know, and it, it, Really, really going through. When he used to see Connor like at the Wayans, when he when he I fought Mendez, and he cut that weight to fight Mendez, yeah. and he just got on them scales, it was like, oh my god, like it, it was horrific looking. Yeah, you know, and uh, twenty four hours later, yeah, different person. Yeah, so weird. But the people have died now. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've got to restrict the amount of weight they can lose. Yeah, you know, and if almost like everyone fought it their own weight, yeah, it'd even it all out. Yeah, they? I know that's not going to happen, but uh, sometimes it's a ridiculous amount yeah. of weight that they then put on. You know, and like, oh Diego, didn't he? Like at the weekend. Yeah. I mean that Chesia, or you know, my, he was like like. Fighting the three ways yeah, up, wasn't it? I know. You know. It was, and he, he weren't going to get, he weren't going to get tapped, was no. he? No. Like, there's no way he was going to get stopped. No. Like, I could watch him all day long, yeah. Diego Sanchez. I mean, he's got to be, I don't know how much more he's got in him now. Yeah. Like, but, uh, and, and props to Kessa as well. He's he's great fighter. Great fighter. Yeah, I like Kessa. So, before we get on to your number one. Yeah. So, what's. Which what, is the number one? The, which is it's definitely the number one right okay so before we before we get on to that then yeah what's a day in the life of Stuart Roberts now then oh it's fucking mad like so much has happened in the last year and I'm so grateful um and you know blessed um I've been through I've probably had one of the worst years I've ever had um in so far as uh you know like, I mean it's just a business that closed yeah. down, but it took me, it's 30 years of my life. Yeah. You know, people get say, oh, it's just a business, things happen, high street, blah, blah, 30 years of my life, you know. If the pink uh, toothbrush shut tomorrow, man, I wouldn't know what to do myself. That's the thing. It's that, it, and it's that level of stuff where, yeah. and it, but if you decided to walk away from the yeah. toothbrush, it's yeah. one thing. To have it sort of physically removed from you yeah. is a different thing. And I'm not saying it defines who you are, but it, you know, it's it's a it's a reference point for so many people's relationship with you, isn't it? Yeah. And it's the same with me. They know I'm the DJ, and I'm the promoter, and they come in and they say hello, and I know them. And the reason I know them, that venue, the yeah. same as your shop, yeah. that's where you form these relationships. That's yeah. that. And if that's been the case for thirty odd years, yeah, it's gonna leave an interesting void, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's but these things are, you know are meant to be 
because if if that hadn't have happened, if because what happened is um, the the le the lease had run out, and I was set to sign a new lease, and in the small print, in a certain way, the lease had, the rent had doubled. Um, so we hadn't really clocked it. The solicitor then pointed out at the last minute, "Are you sure? Because you do realise the, the you know the rents doubled." Um, and we presumed it was just the same. Yeah. Uh, so that was it. Can't do it. Because things have been going a certain way for the last five years and there's no way we can do it with double the rent. We just can't do it, you know. And so it was It was that point where if it hadn't have doubled, I probably would have signed up for another 10 years. Yeah. Now, I'd been, I've been working for next to nothing. For, I'd got it being a personal debt to keep the place open, you know, so... My brain should have told me, like, this pup has got to get put down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my heart was going, I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to win. Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to. You know, I won't be beat. I won't. Yeah. Can't be beat. Won't we be? Beat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like to the detriment of everything. Yeah. You know? So that, to, for me to move on in my life, that had to be removed. Yeah. Because I weren't giving in. Yeah. So the powers that be. Whatever they are, yeah, that that's got to go, mate. You've got to move forward. You've got stuff to do. Yeah. You've got shit to do, man. And that, and it is that. Yeah, you know. And I wouldn't be doing all of this because I still would have been trying and trying and yeah. Trying. And you know that thing meant for you know I'm not putting myself on a pedestal, but you know I'm meant for better stuff now. Yeah. Uh, because and and it's for me. Yeah. Because it, it makes me a bit. I'm a better human being, so I'm a better hopefully a better parent and father because I'm a better human being, you know, without so much stress, you know. Um, and, you know, this stuff is all meant to happen Yeah. Uh, for us to move on. Number one. Number one. It's time. Enough of that. Let me go. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> it is actually uh, UFC, where am I? 205. Where's that? New York. Right. McGregor. I mortgaged the ass. Got two tickets for me and my boy. Um, what an event. That was McGregor Khabib? No. no. Uh, McGregor um, and uh, Eddie Alvarez to win the two belts. Fucking hell. What a to fight the, to see. To win the two belts. And to bring back into the, the project, you know, I thought, right. Because my kids, I, I, I really want to make sure that my kids are aware of all aspects of life. And so they've all come and volunteered with me. Uh, my son's, out of, I've got four girls and a boy. The only hairdresser is my son. <laughs> so I said, right, we're going to go, we are going to go, going to have an amazing time. I said, but we are going to go and visit a homeless centre and we are going to cut some hair. Like, yeah, cool, great, Dad, great, great. Unbeknown to me. Uh, this place that said it had 800 rooms, so I'm thinking, I mean, the biggest one we had over here was sort of 60. Was like, I was thinking, oh, 800 people, that's going to be massive. Some of these rooms had 12 people, they were dormitories. So this place, this took a whole city block, 4,500 homeless people living like, in this place. Uh, it had security, it had like airport secu security, because I'm forgetting, like, you can carry out there, can't you? Yeah. So they've got full-blown security, full-blown armed security guards. My son at that point was uh, 20. <laughs> and I felt, because I had him, I felt, I'm never bothered where I go to yeah. really dodgy places, but I'm never that bothered. But because I had him with yeah, me, I felt really vulnerable, yeah. you know what I mean? And uh, we went, and what an experience, you know. Like, and we cut all these guys' hair and, uh, you know, I had an armed guard take me to the toilet and, and all that stuff. But it was... Was it heavy then? That heavy, yeah. It was that heavy because they've got such a problem out there. And it's such... And, and because of the thing of, you know, carrying weapons and it's a... You know, it, it, everything. The security is top on everything. Yeah. Um, and the the divide out there, the, the rich and poor divide is massive in New York, you know. So one minute it's your Manhattan and then you people are starving sure. on the street. So it was an amazing thing. And then to cat. So what it was, that was the beginning of the week. And then to then go into this ride of, we stayed in the hotel opposite Madison Square Garden. It was a hotel where everyone, everyone on that fight card, including 
this particular fight card, there's normally a few guests, fighters are speaking or whatever. There was lots of people. There was lots and lots of fighters all wanting to be part of this massive, the first event in Madison Square Garden as well. That's the big thing. About yeah. There was so much hype around so, that, wasn't there? So much hype on that. Um, every fighter was there. The only fighter that wasn't there that we didn't collar was Connor. Because yeah. he was off somewhere else with, with Dana. Um, but everyone else was there. And me and my son, one afternoon, said, well, I said, right, let's go down to the gym and, you know, you can try and get some rid of some of my fat for me. Walked in there. This is quite a small gym in this hotel. Uh, no one in there. Me and my boy and Khabib. <laughs> Fucking hell. Is he all right? Yeah, Khabib and his little, there's about six, four, four, five, six of them. Yeah. And he was just, he was going away. At he was just doing cardio and all that stuff. Cool as anything. I've got a picture of me and me Speedos and Khabib. Quality. Yeah. And it was one of those. But these are like these, you know, I, I know it's showing off. I, 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 I embrace all that, you know. But they're special moments. They're special privileged moments. Yeah. That you don't get. Absolutely. You know, and that's I, I, and I, and I value and appreciate them as well. Yeah. So even though it's a bit of, and I do show off like anything with them, yeah. but they're very special to me. Absolutely. You know, and we've got, we met everyone that weekend, you know, and Nunes was there and, you know, we got pictures. There's a great picture. My son's going to kill me for this. There's a great picture of him and Yol Romero. So, he, and Yol Romero, uh, like, I can't remember he, he beat, but he, he come out after the fight that night. We went back to the hotel. Was that the night he was calling out Bispin? He was, yeah. And, yeah. He, and he, he, but, um, he smashed someone, but he come out and he looked like he just jumped out. Of the sh it, well, he just, it come out, he was fresh as a daisy, this guy. Well, was sort of, you know. He's a specimen, isn't oh, he? He's as wide as he is tall. <laughs> and he come out and he had this like, right, skin tight thing and he's got his massive hands. And my son stood next to him uh, and he's got his, He's got his fist out like this. Yeah. <laughs> I put this picture on Instagram. My mum went, looks like someone's nicked his ice cream. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <And he> was, <laughs> <laughs> That's quality. But, you know, and, and, and that whole night. But the, the weigh-ins was amazing. I can night. imagine. Madison Square Garden was full for the weigh-ins. Yeah. Um, that night we came out afterwards. I mean, he, he you know, and he, and he, the best thing he ever did, you know, love him or hate him, he said, "I'd like to take this opportunity." And we thought he finally had Humble. a bit of humility. I'd like to say sorry to absolutely <laughs> fucking nobody, <laughs> like, you know. And the place when he said it erupted. Yeah, it erupted. And uh, outside afterwards, half an hour. I've got videos of me and my boy out there. The Irish fans are a credit to Ireland. Yeah. They just, they brought um, the, whatever avenue that is, Fifth Avenue, whatever it is, they brought it to a standstill. Yeah. Literally, cars couldn't drive down there because they filled the streets. Yeah. For, you know, and it was absolutely the best event. I can imagine. I can and imagine. I can't imagine one topping that. <laughs> Is it ever going to get better for Connor now? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know who who's ever going to know the real Connor, hmm. the Connor behind the mask. Um, I suppose his family know him, his close friends, you know, like Gunnar and people who train with him. But he don't need to fight, does it? John Kavanagh, by the way, that's John the trainer, Kavanagh, isn't it? Yeah. Nice guy, actually. I met him a couple of times. Really nice guy. Um, and, it, you know, he it, he hasn't got to now. But it's, it's that thing again, isn't it? It's like, you know, he's got everything that people would think you need. Yeah. But uh, Who'd you like to see him fight? I'd like to see him fight Cowboy. Oh, I'd love that. Someone done a poster. It was amazing, wasn't it? A really good. I poster. didn't see it. Yeah, it was um, Cowboy um, and a him. It was a brilliant night. And he proper Cowboy Western version yeah. one, you know. But yeah, I'd like. I'd love to see Cowboy fight him. But I don't know. You know, it's been off a long time. Yeah. You know, like it's only 
you can only be so good after that amount of yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. People can do it, but um, you know, his 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 life is so different now. Yeah, and I'm sure he. I'm sure he's fit as a flea. Like, yeah, I'm sure he really does keep up the training. Yeah, he's the desire there. Yeah, that's it. What do you get when you get what you've always wanted? Yeah, completely. Yeah, completely. Stuart, it's been an absolute delight, <laughs> mate. Thank you so I've much. Of hours yet. <laughs> <laughs> that was just the prelims. <laughs> oh, mate, where can people find out about Haircuts for Homeless? Uh, on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we said, www.haircuts4homeless.com. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We'll uh, tag you on everything as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, we, you know, we need help in lots of ways. So it's either donate, participate, or relate. So people can donate to us. They can participate by giving us our time. Or they can just relate, you know, like understand what we do and get the word out there, you know, that um, there's a lot of help needed for the homeless world because it's unfortunately getting worse and it's going to get a lot worse still, unfortunately. Well, our listeners are are really nice people and I'm sure the minute when we put this out they're all gonna like love share retweet follow yeah and and get involved yeah so uh, so please do thanks again mate you're welcome it's been an absolute pleasure that's a straight up ledge right what a gent um never really sat and spoke to, to Stu before at length you know we'd, we'd we'd bumped into each other you know in the past, but to sit down and, and hear someone talk at, at, at length like that, he's, it's, it's a privilege to hear somebody just, it's just, you, you get that connection with people that there's, there's no, there's no bullshit there. It's, it's, it's absolute heart on sleeve. Um, and, and, you know, complete honesty. And, you know, that's something that there seems to be, you know, a lack of in this world. And, and it's, it's, it's so wonderful to sit and, and talk to someone like that. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it um, as much as as I did uh, recording it. Um, so, yeah, thanks for, for, for listening. Um, Mr. Chrissy Goldtouch will be back with me next week. Um, if you can't wait to hear that idiot's voice, uh, then just head over to Patreon and listen to the episode that he's recorded um, with Molly. Um, he's long, long suffering, um, partner. Um, yeah. In the meantime, I'm going to go. I'll see you next week. Bye. Oh yeah. Sorry. I've butted in yet again. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast And it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a load of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, um, there's features on Jade Adams, and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also... Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free. So every other month, there'll be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well. Podbiblemag.com It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.